1: why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Hey, Betsy. Hey, Kate. We are in the uh, Hanukkah season now. So I hear. And... I received an anonymous letter through my mailbox tonight.
0: Like a physical mailbox? Sure did, Betsy. Anonymous lettering yep. physical. Someone, That's not scary at all. Tell me about this letter. Someone
1: typed out a letter. Oh no! Put it in my mailbox on a typewriter or a computer. On a I don't know computer. Okay. All, right. I'm guessing. all right, all right. <laughs> and uh, and let me preface this by saying that. You know, my 12-foot-tall skeleton is out. Yeah. He is uh, hanging up lights on a tree. He is. Outside, but he's also right next to an inflatable menorah that says... And he,
0: he's wearing a sweater. Doesn't he have a... Yeah, so
1: the, the inflatable menorah says, Happy Hanukkah, and uh-huh. I always put on a blue sweater on him with Big huh. Star David, and it's that's his that's the Hanukkah decorations. Uh-huh. Haven't had problems with it yet. Right. Until now. Uh-huh. When someone said, I am from the Jewish community... And as a Jew, I find your decorations could be seen as anti-Semitic. I don't know if that's what you meant them to be, but I would like you to please take it down.
0: She thinks your skeleton with the menorah is anti-Semitic.
1: Yes. Does she think it's a message? She put the letter in my mailbox that is right next to my menorah that is in the window. Yes. So Interesting So now I've decided I'm going to have to I don't want to take him down No, of course not So what I'm going to do instead is put out a sign Mm -hmm. uh, That says, this is Hank Hank is out from October to New Year's Uh Hank's mom celebrates Hanukkah Hank's dad celebrates Christmas Hank wishes you happy holidays That's very nice, that's very good We're going to see if that works Yeah Representation is important. It is. It's not my Why fault should he doesn't all have all the skin? skeletons
0: be wearing Santa outfits? Exactly. Exactly. So it's exactly. okay for him
1: to wear a Santa hat, but not to have a giant inflatable menorah next to him.
0: Precisely. She, I, the only thing I can figure is that she didn't realize he'd been up since Halloween. If she thought he just was brought out for Hanukkah, that would be weird to put a skeleton in. But if you know that he's out for both Hanukkah and for Thanksgiving, and for Halloween, then it makes a lot more sense. It is possible she has never heard of a 12-foot-tall Home Depot (laughs) skeleton. These
1: people exist? I'm just here to educate. You're just here to educate,
0: exactly. And we all uh, are thankful that you do. So this is the start of my Hanukkah season. Wow, (laughs) okay, well... Oh, I'm not gonna go into it, but that does transition very well into the book that we're doing today. Okay. Okay, but before we do that, who are you, my poor friend?
1: I I am
0: Kate. Aw, poor Kate. <laughs> yeah. I'm Betsy. I had a bad day too, but it wasn't like that. Yeah. Yeah. I just fell in the shower and then had some work <laughs> stuff, but that, no. that's nothing compared to you. So yeah. yeah. What do we what do we do on this podcast, Kate? We cry. Yeah, we cry. <laughs> uh, about our skeletons. Yeah. And their interpretations in different people's eyes. No, we talk about picture books. Yeah. And if they're good or bad. Yeah. Yeah. So your your skeleton is very tall. He is. As we mentioned, how many feet? Twelve. Twelve feet. I have brought you a book about Hanukkah and people who are very small. Oh. Very teeny tiny. In fact, like twelve inches, not twelve feet. It's precise. I'd say even smaller than that. But let's let make it out here. Here we go.
1: I have no idea what you just said.
0: When Mindy Saved Hanukkah By Eric A. Kimmel Yes, Uh, illustrated by Barbara McClintock Yes, Uh, Eric Kimmel, we've done actually a couple Hanukkah books by Eric Kimmel before, I'm pretty sure Uh, Note to self, check notes about whether or not this is true But we've definitely done Eric Kimmel books on the podcast before We have definitely never done Barbara McClintock, so I was thrilled Really? Uh, I'm pretty sure we've never done her Yeah, no, she's great. Um, And she has a book out this year that I would really love to win at Caldecott. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. But before we do that, uh, I'm going to give you this. Okay. 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 Read it and please don't cry. Okay. Okay. While Kate does her read, let's talk about Barbara McClintock. Barbara McClintock. We have never talked about Barbara McClintock. Not that I recall. Barbara McClintock, by the way, uh, one of my favorite illustrators of all time. One of the stories she tells is that when she was first starting out, she cold-called Maury Sendak. This is true. He was still listed uh, in the yellow pages. I guess he would have been the white pages. And just on a lark, she was an up-and-coming illustrator, she decided to give him a call, looked him up in the white pages, there he was, and she gave him a call. And they actually had a very lovely conversation, which is quite striking, because if I were Maury Sendak, I would be unlisted. But this was a different time. Anyway, she's self-taught. She she did not go to art school, as I recall. And uh, yet, you would not know that from her art. Her art is amazing. She's actually done more than 40 books for kids. And she's won everything from the New York Times Best Illustrated Picture Book Awards and the ALA Notable Book Citations and a Boston Globe Hornbook Honor and all sorts of other things. She's, she's incredibly good at what she does. Of course, uh, I have to promote the book that she has out this year that I just happen to think is... One of the bestest books that I have seen in a long time. Uh, That book would be Tomfoolery. It's about Randolph Caldecott. It was, uh, I think, written by Michelle Markle. It is great. She is really good at making nonfiction picture books. So she's apparently got one on Addison Misner, which I swear hasn't come out yet. She had uh, Nothing Stops Sophie. uh, Just... Tons of books. I love her style. I love her art. I love pretty much everything she ever does. And now, I get to talk about one of her books today. I'm thrilled! Happy uh, Hanukkah, thanks. I guess. This is the way to say it, right? Yes! Yeah, and Yeah.
1: This is, this is such a good book. This I mean, it's uh,
0: stupid Eric Kimmel making good books all the time about well, Hanukkah. Like, he cornered the market on it, essentially.
1: Well, I think both the... Author and the illustrator take 50 50 credit with this book.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, that's
0: how picture books are supposed to work. <laughs> it's not supposed to be all on one or all on the other. You yeah, know, they're supposed is... to be equally sharing and they, the burden.
1: They equally do a good job. Mm-hmm. um Initially though, I you know, I start with the illustrations because I'm just looking at the cover. Right. And at the very bottom there is this adorable cat with oh, like really big eyes. And I remember how the last episode had the most realistic cat? Yes. I love this cat, and I would want this cat with his little like paws sticking mm-hmm. over like on my shoulder as a tattoo.
0: Oh, you already found your tattoo on the cover? That's rare. Yeah. How often do you find your tattoo on the Cover just, almost not at all. Just the little cat with
1: his little paws. Doesn't, and it, it would, doesn't the cat turn out to be the villain of the piece? Well, <laughs> it's uh, I yeah, but, but he's but, cute when he's tiny on the cover. Well, uh, let's get into why the cat's the villain. Right. So we start off meeting this family called the Klein family, mm-hmm. and they li- it says they live behind the walls of the Eldridge Street Synagogue. That's uh-huh. a mouthful, Eldridge Street Synagogue. And yep. you look at the illustrations and. Oh, they're tiny. Right. They're basically the borrowers, which are not remembered
0: particularly well. But, um yeah, they're small people that live yeah, in the spaces tiny, that large people tiny. have uh, abandoned.
1: Yeah, I, I like the illustrator's creativity because when it comes to the decorations of a tiny family, you see a thimble being used as a flower pot. Mm-hmm. You see a pocket watch that's being used as a clock. That's definitely a clock, yeah. So this, this is the scale that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. However... They are all dressed in like early 1900s. Clothing, Very much so. Yes. Judging so by the mom's hair, it's not contemporary.
0: Hi- oh no. No, which is interesting. Which I'll get to that. In Choices were made later on, but yes. Okay.
1: So last week you had given me a book that had real brands in the illustrations, yes, including
0: one that. I did not realize was also a brand. Like, there were four brands in that book.
1: And this one has brands, but I I think they're fake.
0: Okay. Um, (laughs) Or they don't exist anymore. I mean, this is supposed to take place in the past,
1: right? That's true. That's true. So this family, they live in the walls. They're getting ready for Hanukkah, but they're waiting on the the dad to come home, who's supposed to get just one Hanukkah candle because one... Uh (laughs) <laughs> One ginormous candle to them. Right. They can, like, melt down. And melt make... down to
0: smaller candles Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Well,
1: Dad eventually comes home, and he's been, like, scraped, and his Torn. ankle is broken, and he's he's been Poof. through things. Yeah. This is where you can see the different labels in the background. Like, oh, there's yeah. a Hoops vanilla extract. Oh, she was having fun with this. My lord. Uh, however... They also have one cent stamps as wall decor. One of them featuring George Washington, the other with Abraham Lincoln. I feel like they could do better with decorations. Than, I agree. It's than president stamps.
0: Sparse. I don't know. It's just like posters. Yeah.
1: Well, the father comes home. You know, he's all torn up, and he says, "The singer got a cat." And if it, if I hadn't seen it just out of the corner of my eye, it, I wouldn't be here today. It, it took me out. Right. And I'm looking at you know this family. There's the mom, the dad, the two kids, and then I guess the in-laws. Someone's parents. Well, are someone's here. parents.
0: Yeah, it's it's grandma and grandpa, but who knows what side. Yeah.
1: Right, and uh, you know the the grandpa's. You know, on his he's like, well, back in my day, <laughs> <laughs> cats. I used to make them
0: five hundred feet tall back in
1: my day. And you know, Bubby or you know grandma here, she's like, look, cats are everywhere. You know, there's no getting around them, so we definitely have a problem. What are we gonna do? And I mean, you know what this is, right? This is an American tale.
0: Remember American Tale? No. About the Jewish mouse that comes to America, and he gets separated from his family, and they have this whole song about the, how there's no cats in America, and it's all a Jewish metaphor for Steven Spielberg's family coming over on uh, the boat. Wow. Okay, you totally did not... No, nope. Bluths did not make a huge impression on you <laughs> back in the day. All right. Continue. <laughs> moving on. All okay, right.
1: so... Right, so the family's trying to figure out, well, what do we do? And, you know, like, obviously the dad can't go back out, because he's hurt. Well, the daughter steps in, Mindy, and she's like, I can do it. I I can climb better and faster than anyone, I can do this. And everyone's like, well. And
0: eh, <laughs> all right. send our daughter to possible
1: death. Ah, what the heck, it's Hanukkah. It's really yeah. until the, the sun starts cr- wailing, it says that we have to have a candle, <laughs> that she's like, okay, that settles it, I'm all going. Right, there you go. Which, yes, for a strong female protagonist. Well, sure, you just
0: worry on the parent's behalf, yes.
1: Well so she she gets uh you know some things to give her l- luck essentially like her little mm-hmm. brother gives her his lucky stone mm-hmm. grandma gives her a bag of garlic to hang around her neck uh, yeah, so like early. She she Apparently. gets uh, dad's best climbing hook, which is just a paperclip. Oh, that's cool though. That's all, I with, like that with, oh. with a rope. With a rope, yeah. But I'm looking which at what they're wearing, so they're using you know little things like you know like a paperclip. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, who makes their shoes? Who makes their hats? Clothing, I can understand how it could be made, but. Mm-hmm. How do you think they've got teeny tiny
0: uh, cobblers? Right, make shoes, right? Yes, teeny tiny cobblers <laughs> using teeny tiny bits of leather. And the hats? How the do hats, like you... I and teeny <laughs> tiny <happerdashers. Hat-makers>. haberdashers, <laughs> haberdashers, haberdashers, Is that the name of a hat maker? Maybe. <laughs>
1: Are you just saying Could words be. now? I'm just making things up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so in the text, it specifically says, uh, so Mindy crawls, you know, out through the wall into the synagogue and it says she could hear the hum of people wagons and push carts
0: okay right there we have said it in history <laughs> so that yeah. I think
1: is why the you 1900s got push carts
0: in New York City 1900 then...
1: sounds accurate yeah. now um, but what I like is you see this ginormous synagogue it's beautiful big room it's really lovely and you have to try and find her in the illustration uh- where is she in this giant room you can see at the very very
0: bottom all right just to nerd out a little um this guess was a predecessor to a book she did later called mary and the mouse the mouse and mary uh anyway where you had to find the teeny tiny mouse oh uh, this is very similar to that
1: yeah very cute very cute so she crawls over um And she she uses that paperclip darn well she does as a like a like a climbing hook yeah like a grappling hook (laughs) and she just makes her way up with some rope up one stair at a time. Uh, But I was just thinking, do you think all that stuff that her family gave her is just weighing her her down? down." Like (laughs) the pebble, the the, the the lucky stone, the garlic around the neck. Why didn't they give her light
0: things? Yes. Why did they give her anything? <laughs> That's a good question.
1: Yeah. But eventually, you know, she has great upper body strength. Because, oh, yeah. Because oh, and she... she's
0: doing like that ropes course in like elementary school exactly. where the kids have to climb up to the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. You thought it wouldn't count for anything, kids. <laughs> well,
1: look at this. You two can climb up an arc. <laughs> exactly. And crawl inside it. Yep. Uh, she manages to pull open the door just to crack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she can see the Torah inside. And she can see the yacht. And she can see everything inside but what i like is that this book is teaching you jewish words more than just menorah and torah but Mm -hmm. there's a there's a part where i really wish it threw in a little yiddish because she sees the candles she gets to the the very because she heard that the back of the shelf was the extra candle she goes Mm -hmm. she sees it she rolls it out of the ark when suddenly the cat jumps out. Whoa, right? yeah. And it's not a big cat. I think it has a kitten. And I really, really wanted her to, there to be, like, an illustration of the girl looking deadpan <laughs> into the audience going, Hey yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, But no. no. Uh, instead, she's holding on for dear life onto the rope, uh, trying not to be killed by this cat. And And look, I know that the cat is trying to kill our main character. Sure. But look at the fuzzy tail. Oh,
0: I love it when cats make their tails all, like, puffed up like yeah, that. It's I, my favorite thing. To I call it tail. Big Tail. Yeah, 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 Big Tail.
1: A fuzzy Who's big such tail. a tough
0: cat? Who's so, such a tough he's cat? He's so mean.
1: He's so scary. We're going to kill her. <laughs> are you going to kill her? Are you going to eat her? Yeah, you are. It's an adorable cat. It's a very cute cat. It's trying to look fierce. Well, of course it
0: is. It's got a big irises. It's, you know. Big eyes, big claws. I mean, I'd be terrified if I was her size. But yes. I'm not her size, and that's a cute cat.
1: When... You know, she's thinking to herself, I'm trapped. There's the cat's definitely gonna eat me. When <laughs> out from the crack comes grandpa, he's got <laughs> you know, that, that thimble that was that I said was the flower yeah. pot. He threw those flowers away, he put it on his head, and he made it a helmet. Like you do, he's got a bottle cap as a shield, nice. and he's got a toothpick. With a little bit of herring on it, friends. Okay. It's, oh, because cats like herring. Apparently. All right. Yeah. In this sure. book, this cat apparently adores it. I mean, uh, it's delicious. And so you know, the the grandpa is able to distract the cat by throwing the pickled herring mm-hmm. away from like his, a T. Rex. His granddaughter.
0: <laughs> cats but, can only see movement. But apparently. look at
1: this the the rope that she's climbing, and the the. Distance down to the floor yeah. is, what would you say? Maybe like uh, that, a foot or that's two? That's
0: a foot, but to her, she's like that's a, two inches, maybe. Right. It's a very big distance That's a for very that big That could drop. be
1: like 20, 30 feet to yeah, her. Yeah, that
0: would hurt. Now, she's going to fall. Maybe she's like an ant, and if you drop her from a high distance, it doesn't hurt her as much because she has less weight. That's science. Well, that's science, Kate.
1: She falls, okay. and she somehow does not break her her neck
0: okay well I (laughs) fell out of the bathtub uh, the bathroom this morning when I was taking a shower and I didn't break my neck so it's possible it can be done (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, so I don't think they were exactly. The same, I think it's exactly it's, <laughs> the same situation, Kate. I think that's exactly what we're talking about here. Yeah. Well, she manages to roll the candle to the crack in the wall. You know, they they yeah. they push it in. Grandpa's hot on her heels. And, yeah, know, no, Grandpa's like right on there. He's like pushing it faster. And they, and they manage to get into the wall. Oh my god. And the cat is like, you know, you see these gigantic Huge eyeballs. A, it cannot even get a claw in. No, it's trying really hard to try and get the family, but it can't. Yeah, you have a feeling it might try to
0: stick its tongue in a bit,
1: and now here's where I went you know this is a missed opportunity mm-hmm. because they could have taught folks what a mezuzah is oh. so you put a mezuzah it's like it's a little it's usually like a decorative case and it mm-hmm. has a scroll in it I think it's uh, from Deuteronomy um, and you put it at the entrance of your doorway mm. at an angle. Well, mm. they don't have a doorway. They no. have a crack in the they wall. They have a crack. We have a crack. <laughs> but there's a little tiny mezuzah. Oh, there is a tiny mezuzah. Um, there's no mention of it anywhere. Huh. So good on Barbara yeah, for good, adding Barbara. this illustration. That's nice. Even though there's no. No mention of it in the text. Oh, well, it's nice that she put it in there. Yeah, I yeah, thought this was a really cool good it's detail, even an but yeah. a missed learning opportunity yeah. for people who aren't familiar. You know, It's true. Anyway, so they they make a lot of little candles out of the big one. Uh, they make you know latkes and applesauce. Mm. Uh, no mention of sour cream. Uh, Damn right. Jeez. <laughs> Ooh, I took a side. Yeah, he did. for no reason at all. <laughs> Um, they have a bunch of families come over, and I like that all the names of the families are somehow, like, translations of little. Oh, interesting. So, the- Wait, what cl- are they? The Kleins, that's Yiddish for little. Really? Yep. I didn't know then that. They, then they have the Littles come over. Uh, of course. Uh, Which was also
0: a book series, by the way. But anyway.
1: That's what you learned in the back matter. Spoiler, yeah. there's back matter. Very cool. Uh, anyway. Oh, good. So- Oh, well, I didn't know that. So, it, it ends very sweetly with- you know they're they're relating this experience to uh what happened on hanukkah and the story of hanukkah Mm -hmm. and the maccabees Mm -hmm. and anyway i thought this was a great line heroes come in all sizes mama agreed some are big some are little some lived long ago some live today and i was like that's Great! That's a Simple great ending. To. You turn the page, oh, there's wait. more. I was like, oh, dang it. the story's not done. You okay. could have just ended it right and there. That actually was a pretty good ending, but, yeah. but then you wouldn't get the dance sequence. And, well, and then it says, and some even lived behind the walls of the Eldridge Street Synagogue. Okay, well that's a
0: nice ending. Actually, yeah, that's. I mean, I get what he's doing. Still, i yeah. feel like it could have been. A it long. also allows her to do that huge spread. Yes, two page spread. Double all spread. these families dancing. dancing there's, it up, there's
1: musicians having fun. There's, there's a little, little banner that's it says Happy Hanukkah on wow. it. And then you turn the page, and there's Whoa, a glossary. Way
0: before it's time. Usually books from this era, and I should... What year did this come out, Betsy? Why, this came out in 1998. <laughs> and let me tell you, 1998, back matter, not common in fictional picture books. And yet, here we have a glossary and other stuff as well. This is yeah. very impressive.
1: Yeah, but again... No mention of mezuzah. No, you could have put it in there. But here's where it does say down at the bottom: the Klein, little in Yiddish oh. or German. So there you go. That's
0: the book. Well, there you go. I don't really have anything to say about it. I didn't even know about this book. Uh, I knew that Barbara McClintock and Eric Kimmel had done books together
1: before. <gasps> Ratings time. Okay, so I, I, as I said earlier, you know, I like that this really is great on the illustrator, but great on the author. It's it was definitely fifty fifty here. Yeah. Um, I like that the illustrator, their creativity to make the little things around the house. I like Mm -hmm. the female protagonist. And as, as cheesy as it is, I like the message that heroes come in all sizes. I wonder if this should be updated to be more modern. And if so, I'd be curious to see what the illustrations would be. Like, what little things from today could be in their house?
0: I have never seen a small people living in the world with large people book done in a contemporary setting hmm. and I challenge those of us listening to write that book and illustrate it because that would be amazing
1: yeah and you could have so much fun with it I mean you could just update this one and just take out the line about the wagons and the push carts that's true, that's uh, true. anyway I just think this is a cute Hanukkah story I wouldn't necessarily read this year round um, however I gave it a strong seven that's a very strong seven yes
0: yeah. Um, the f- it's such a strange idea I mean I've okay, so I asked the internet to recommend Hanukkah books this year because I couldn't think of anything that was older than 20 years. And I got so many good suggestions, just suggestion after suggestion after suggestion. And this one stuck out because a lot of them are Jewish kid has a friend who's not Jewish who's like, what is your holiday all about? Let me tell you the history of the, you know, the Maccabees and it's like, okay, um, or it's just very serious or I mean, None of them are small people living in the walls <laughs> of a synagogue. Almost like,
1: getting eaten by a cat. Almost
0: get, and you know and as I say say Eric Kimmel, he's he did what is arguably the best Hanukkah book of all time, which is, of course is Herschel and the Hanukkah Goblins. Yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't know he did. That's it.
0: also him. Oh. He consistently does great Hanukkah picture books. He's I don't he's know how many creative. he's done. Yeah, he's creative, he's smart and he has weird ideas. And I think that really speaks to his favor. He also gets paired with really good illustrators like Barbara McClintock. And I would. Who does her research? Who does her research, who is an amazing illustrator, puts tiny, tiny, itty bitty little details in everything she does. Um, So I'm actually as high as a 7.5. So with our scores combined, it's. Above a five, so it's definitely a it's classic. It's a classic. Woo. I know you've been complaining because we've been doing too we've many classics. We've done a lot of classics. Well, don't worry, because I can't vouch for any of the Christmas stuff that I'm coming up with next. So, Could get, be crap. get ready for crappy Christmas, people. Could be crappy Christmas, people. <laughs> we don't even know. <laughs> Letters time. Ooh. We only had one. And it's from Mom. People, y'all have to write in more. <laughs> We're just I mean, comment. You don't have to like write us a letter. So, Mom wrote to say, just to say... That if you've ever touched mole fur, you'd change your tune It's incredibly soft Ew (laughs) With the odd characteristic that you can pet it in any direction Without going against the grain Ew An advantage if you're underground and need to back up Ew This week's (laughs) useless fact is that taupe is French for mole Ew They're that color (laughs) You are not (laughs) pro-mole No I'm just gonna do all mole picture books (laughs) all the time No Moly, moly, moly Oh my gosh, can
1: you imagine a mole dressed as a clown? (laughs) Oh, challenge accepted. (laughs) That's my nightmare. (laughs) Excellent.
0: Grown-up things we like, besides
1: moles. You go first. Moles,
0: moles, moles, that's me. I only like them. Yeah, no. Um, Okay, so we live in the Chicago area, correct? Where does everyone go if they want to see a live production of A Christmas Carol? The Goodman Theater. Correct. That is the place that people almost always go. It is not the only Christmas Carol in town. In fact, there is one that debuted last year. And got such great reviews that they brought it back this year. It is the Manual Cinema's Christmas Carol. It is in Glencoe, Illinois. It is, uh, here is the plot, okay? I'm reading you the exact plot. An avowed holiday skeptic, Aunt Trudy, has been recruited to channel her late husband, Joe's Christmas cheer in a family Zoom call turned puppet show. But as Trudy becomes more absorbed in her own version of the Ebenezer Scrooge story, the puppets take on a life of their own, and the family's call transforms into a stunningly cinematic adaptation of this beloved ghost story. Um, So it's a puppet plus actors mix on the stage. You gotta see... I'll put the the trailer, uh, which is on YouTube, in there. It is very cool looking. Um, Kind of a little Julie Taymor... Very strange, very fun. So, my family's going to be seeing it. Uh, It runs, if you're in the Chicago area, until December 24th, so you can still catch it. There were still tickets. So, if you want an alternative to the Goodman, this is the one that's been getting the great reviews. Interesting. Indeed. It was named one of Chicago Tribune's top shows of 2022. Oh. So, there you
1: go. Okay. All right. Well, I'm about four months late to this party, but if you're not listening to the podcast called Handsome... You are missing out on some serious giggles. I don't know, handsome. Uh, it is hosted by the comedians Tig Notaro, oh, yeah. Fortune Feimster, and Mae Martin. It is so great to listen to if you're walking the dog or wrapping gifts or just, you know, Sitting and doing nothing because it feels like you're in a room just chatting with your gal pals. And in each episode, they have a celebrity call. Well, I guess they record a pre-recorded message and ask them a random question. It can be something serious, like for their Thanksgiving one. uh, Chelsea Handler asked, what are you thankful for this year? Or... uh, Bella Ramsey, they were in uh, Game of Thrones. They were in uh, the zombie show Last of Us. They called in asking, "Would you rather bite a towel or foil?" (laughs)
0: Uh. Yeah, and then and then they
1: answer that question, and then the celebrity will give. They have bitten foil, right? So, really, you chose foil? Yeah, foil. You would rather bite foil than a towel?
0: Yes, a hundred times. Oh, you're weird. No, foil would be so much better. No. You can't have that tongue ta- You can't have towel on your tongue. So. What is wrong very with Very hard
1: to bite. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so I was pretty familiar with Tignotaro Notaro and Fortune Feimster. If you're not familiar with them, check out their stand-up specials on Netflix because they are hilarious. Um, but putting them together with Mae Martin is just comedic genius. So if you want serious giggles this holiday season, I highly recommend listening to the podcast Handsome. Much of my walk today, walking the dog, consisted of me laughing like an idiot and thinking, my neighbors are going to think that I'm crazy. Yeah, <laughs> but that's okay. I, you know, I needed the giggles to preempt the letter yeah, that I got. But well, exactly. But exactly. I'm glad that, you know, even though the episode started on somewhat of a sad note, it ended on a great book right. with, with a funny podcast recommendation and yeah. i'm i'm ready to keep this holiday season all right going. well
0: good good and i will try to keep that spirit up by finding a terrible
1: terrible I, christmas that book would be you. the best present you could possibly I give me i have some candidates
0: already <laughs> we'll see if they make the mark don't want to ruin it but there we go and until i do find that terrible terrible christmas book i have been betsy i'm kate bye Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram, Threads, and Blue Sky at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse Number 8 Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM, or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Kime, and our teeny little super guy is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Atienza and Betsy Bird.